like Penn State. You like Penn State. Let's, Let's talk, talk Penn State. Another week, the season is over. Penn State beat Maryland. And you're listening to Let's Talk Penn State. The regular season is over. Of course, we can still look forward to a bowl game unlike any of our last three opponents. But here we are, 10-2. and two. Kind of crazy how it just flies by like that. You go week to week to week, and now there's no game for Penn State this upcoming week. So we will be talking about the game that we just played against Maryland and looking ahead to a couple of things, our possibilities in the postseason yet to come. And just looking back a little bit at the season on the whole. If you're first time listening, I'm Tim Buckley, uh, and we're joined with Steve Gargiulo as well. And Steve, we like to do a little bit of a fun fact each week to introduce ourselves. Yeah, we want to help our listeners, all five of you, know a little bit more about us and who we are and uh, and kind of what makes us tick. And so this week, I think, Tim, did we decide on favorite Thanksgiving food item? I think that's it. We can recap our favorite Thanksgiving food. Love it. So what's yours, Tim? One thing I just can't go without each year at Thanksgiving I think is the stuffing. For me, I like the stuffing a lot. And one thing we do with the stuffing quite often is we take the stuffing, you make it up. You don't put it in the bird. You cook it separate. A lot of people cook it separate. But if you cook it in the muffin tray instead of a pan or a a larger container, you put it in the muffin tray, then it's more individually serving based and you get more crispiness around the outside. And that's usually the best part of the stuffing anyway. So yeah, stuffing, my favorite uh, the turkey's good, but I go with the stuffing. What about you? So we cook some in the bird and some outside the bird and then mix it together so you get a little bit of the best of both worlds, oh. um, which which I quite like. The other thing I've seen with stuffing is people will take leftover stuffing and make stuffing waffles by putting them in a waffle iron. Oh, yeah, that's great. Stuffing waffles. Because um, then you get the crispiness as well. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of stuffing. I don't know if I would put that first. Uh, the other debate that had been on Twitter in the last week was whether or not mac and cheese is a Thanksgiving side, but we can let that debate roll on. Uh, for me, I think it's so. There's a there's a family recipe. It's just something we've always had at Thanksgiving, um, which is broccoli casserole. Of course, Thanksgiving is not complete without casseroles. How much of the rest of the year do you get to say the word casserole? But at Thanksgiving, <laughs> you get to have them, um, you know, a plenty. So. This broccoli casserole is like there's broccoli, there's there's cheese in there, there's maybe some onion in there, some other, you know, creamy stuff. And then there's like a Ritz cracker crumbly stuff on top. I look forward to that every year. So to me, that is my favorite. Of course, love all the other go-to things as well. Um, and it's really the combination of all the stuff on the plate that makes it Thanksgiving. But Are you a fan of the gelatinous canned cranberry sauce or the whole berry cranberry sauce to me the gelatinous right out of the can is the only way to go i don't care for fancy ones that people took hours to make like i feel bad you know i've been to thanksgivings where somebody poured their heart and soul and their great grandmother's recipe into some cranberry sauce and I, i just wanted some from the can so i'm a can guy I love it out of the can. I will gladly eat the other ones too, but I love it right out of the can. I don't, I don't care want what little it looks bits like. that you crunch. Out. That's 
to me, it's just the the smooth the, the texture is the is a big part of it because that's really all it is, and it complements the tur- everything else. But give me can stay away from something in a bowl with stretch tight on top of it. I don't want that. Ah, <laughs> uh, the one time of the year where something out of the can is the best thing to go with. All right, Thanksgiving is over. We're moving forward. Let's talk about Maryland. So, Tim, actually, maybe to start this out, who was your favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? I really liked Raphael. Raphael? Yes. You mean Ted Cruz's real name? (laughs) (laughs) Is that his real name? Uh, I think so. And he goes by Ted? Ted, but it's Raphael. And his dad killed JFK. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard something about that. What about you? Who's your favorite? I don't remember all their names. I think I like Donatello. Purple. Was he the blue? Oh, which is the blue one? Leonardo. <laughs> Leonardo. Also a great name. So they're all Italian? Was the, the, yeah, yes. they're all after the Renaissance uh, uh, masters, I believe. You're Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael. Now, recently they made new movies, right? I haven't seen the new ones. I remember the old ones with Shredder and that rat thing. Although they're like CGI now and like realistic and is, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. in a half shell. I did have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cereal bowls though. That was like the highlight. Oh, I had those too. Really? Definitely. And they changed colors, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're really good. Did they come from Quaker? Did you have to send in oatmeal boxes maybe? I don't know. I don't don't know where I got them. I just ate from them. I remember that was a big thing. Like Pizza Hut gave out plates to everyone was giving out bowls and plates back then. That Absolutely. was the thing in the nineties. McDonald's, I think, even gave out like Aladdin plates we had at one point, I think. I, <laughs> I don't I don't remember. But. I had color changing spoons also. Did you have Oh those? sure. Oh yeah. man. Who didn't? So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the uh the Maryland band played that quite a few times during the game, right? Great rendition. Loved it. Loved hearing it, and they they engaged with us on social media. We gave them a shout-out, and some of the Maryland band members are now followers. So any Maryland band members who are listening, you will definitely be disappointed with this podcast, but please keep listening. At Let's Talk Penn State on Twitter, if you want to tweet us, we want to tweet back at you too. Um, This was a big, big Penn State win. I don't have a lot to say about the game other than it was just – domination and Steve I I can't remember a game quite like this against a Big Ten opponent in a long time probably have to go back to the game we played against Illinois back in 2005 do you know how many total points were scored in this game 69 nice nice so it was a great win actually the last time that we played in College Park we also won by 66 points fun fact um yeah Hmm. which is just kind of a random little fun fact but everybody got in on the action. We got some Tommy Stevens action, which was really great. We got some a uh, couple seniors who like the oh it was my first touchdown kind of stuff. Like so, some feel good moments for some guys. Just thor- a thorough dismantling. And then even uh, in the garbage time play, which 
Nebraska was able to capitalize on kind of second string defense folks. Maryland not able to capitalize on that one bit. They really had absolutely nothing going for them all game long. And it was just really easy, too. It it seemed like anything Penn State wanted to do, they were just able to do it. The passing game was great. They were throwing to different receivers. The defense, you know, if you had concerns about the defense after playing Nebraska the week before, uh, the defense just stomped their foot and squished Maryland to pieces. Now, there's a big difference between playing Nebraska, who has a pretty good quarterback, and Maryland, who's on like their ninth string quarterback after they've all gotten injured this year. But still, I mean, everyone had a feel-good moment in that game. Uh, it, it just was an overall domination and pretty nice to see that because the, the way the season went in the middle, uh, you did have a lot of questions and it's nice to finish on a pretty strong note. The last couple games, lots of good things going on for Penn State heading into the bowl game. Yeah, and I was going to say, you know, also a road game, right? Which, um, hey, great to see Penn State perform well on the road, but I don't know how much of a road game it was. Uh, I was not there, but judging by the pictures, certainly looked like a majority Penn State crowd, which we've come to expect in that territory. Yeah, you know, the last time they played Maryland, quote-unquote, on the road, they played in Baltimore. Um, Yeah, I was at that game. Oh, you were? So what was that like? Well, the game itself was way too close and way too tense, um, and it came down to the very end. Of course, Penn State not quite as good then. Um, But yeah, those neutral site games, um, I think, air... Always more Penn State. I, I I definitely recall that being a strong Penn State environment. There was also that game we played um, against Indiana in Washington D.C. for some reason a few oh, years I was at ago. That game. Yeah, but you were at that game too. Yeah, and that was a big Penn State crowd as well, of course. Just kind of fun when you are able to have a game at an opposing stadium, uh, like a Rutgers, like a Maryland, and there's just a lot of Penn State people in the crowd. That's just fun, especially when it goes well. Uh, and it really did. You know, d- there was a great line about the atmosphere. Um, this was in David Jones' column after the game, and he he went around at halftime. It's 31 zip. They're way up, and people are just milling about, and, and he said that the Maryland fans were smiling and telling jokes and just kind of enjoying. Uh, he described it like an atmosphere at a minor league baseball game where they're at the game to have a good time. They don't really know or care what the score is. Uh, and that's a big difference between Maryland and Penn State. Yeah, and he meant that in a in a little bit of a way, kind of putting them down, so to speak, putting them down in a different echelon of like, hey, they don't really care about college football. Um, and of course, that that's that's one way to look at it, which I think is an accurate depiction. There is another way to look at that, which is like, hey, isn't there an element of that that's a little bit nice versus the intensity um, that things have gotten to? You know, we, we're not going to get into the Tennessee stuff that happened over the weekend, but all like sometimes it doesn't have to be so intense, but anyway, it it is what it is. It's kind of like Penn state basketball when you're there and you're really just there to see quick change at halftime. (laughs) Oh, quick change. So good. Or red Panda or the bowl lady who flips up from the, yeah, that's red Panda. Oh, that's, she has a name. Oh yeah. She's gotten quite big lately. Marshawn Lynch. If you haven't seen this YouTube afterwards, Marshawn Lynch, red panda he has a show of some kind and she comes on and he just goes crazy her music is like nothing else so i mean that was our first game we played in maryland since being in the big 10 uh it went quite quite maryland's in the big 10 acc challenge week yes (laughs) Uh, how about this? this maybe let's talk about this for a minute 
um, this is supposed to be rivalry week to end the year. Why did we, not that I care much about the Michigan State rivalry, but why did we lose them as our end of year and get Maryland? Is this going to be an every year thing? Like, I, I missed the memo on why that happened. So it's not going to be an every year thing, but it is a bit of a concerted effort from the Big Ten. They want Penn State Maryland and they want Penn State Rutgers to be more of a thing than they actually are. Um, so next well, then year they need those teams to be good. Exactly. <laughs> so this year we played Maryland. Next year we play Maryland again as well to finish it out. And then I think the years after that we play Rutgers for a couple in the season finale. No. So it's it's bad. I mean, you end your season with easy wins, but I, I don't know if you want to build up to those lesser games. Well, thanks, Jim Delaney. Yeah. We'll take wins, but meh. Um, what else about the game? Anything else of note about the game? I, I think we have to talk a little bit about how good Tommy Stevens was. Mm. What what stood out to you? Well, just the fact that whenever he touches the ball, it seems like something good happens. Like You really have a hard time thinking of Tommy Stevens' plays when they aren't really successful. And I don't know if that's just because they use him sparingly or... The fact that he has a little bit of an element of surprise to him. But whenever he comes in and does something, it's usually been to big success. And they didn't use him against Ohio State. They didn't use him against Michigan State. Who knows if that would have made any difference. But he's really got a lot of talent. And he can run. And he can you know, throw the ball. And he seems willing to do anything, which hopefully he is. Because if he sticks around next year, uh, doesn't transfer anything like that, you know, he's still not going to be playing quarterback. Um, but he'll get his chance a year after that, too. Do you think his parents were fans of The Who? Is that why they named him Tommy after The Who album? I don't know. But, yeah, you think about Florida. What was that year they had Tim Tebow and who was that other guy? And they used them both. Leach? <laughs> Leach? I don't Not know. Mike Leach. I don't remember his name. I think it was Chris Leach. Chris Leach? Uh but they, you know, Urban Meyer used them creatively. Like, yeah, I, I, I like the idea that there are ways to use them both creatively, and especially with the void of um, of Saquon, I think there's going to be more opportunities to be even more creative with the offense. And so, yeah, maybe that becomes a regular, like we see him in every game in those types of situations next year. Certainly he has the talent and the respect from, from the teammates uh, to be able to do that. So that'll be a fun thing to watch for. It'll be fun to see. Uh, how they use him in the bowl game as well. It was Chris Leak. I just found it. Oh, Chris, Chris Leak. Leak. So, yes, that is a possibility. And it does seem uh, that that could work out really well for Penn State going forward uh, to have as many athletes out on the field as you can. And if we're lucky enough to have more heads stick around, you give him all those athletes to work with. And we, we've seen good results from that. Well, if he leaves, we could always get John Donovan. I'm sure he's available. Mm, yeah. What so is he doing? Uh, yeah. Who knows? I don't I don't even want to look it up. I don't want him in my Google history. Um, one of the things that we talked about in the uh, preview to this week was the University of Maryland dairy and their ice creams, Brenda's Freezy and Herkin Durkin Chip, etc. Well, we like to engage the establishments that we talk about on social media. Last week, we engaged at Runza. And they ignored us. 
um, with their horrible sandwiches. They ignored us. But UM Dairy, they replied and they engaged us. And actually, our friend Kevin from our, our sister show on, on PCN, the uh, obligatory Penn State pregame show, which you've never seen, you can check it out on YouTube. He was at the game and he tried some Herkin Durkin chip. And Tim, I think he liked it. Yeah, so he, I've, 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 I was so surprised that that we actually got an official taste test, and I would love to have tasted it for myself, but it didn't go to the game. And the Herkin Durkin chip, it seemed like was a big hit. Uh, he had a smile on his face. Kevin tweeted out a photo. I think we retweeted it at Let's Talk Penn State. Um, Maryland does have pretty good ice cream, and they opened for the game. They weren't open on Black Friday. We were trying to get them open then, but they didn't do that. Um, but yeah, a did lot not, of fun. They did not like that we called it Herkin Durkin Chip. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's the real name? Is it Durkin Turkin Crunch? Turpin Durkin Crunch. Turpin Durkin Crunch. They were corrected us every time on Twitter, and their social media person resorted to all caps. OMG, it's Turpin Durkin Crunch. Can you get it right, please? <laughs> Herkin well, Durkin chip. We made for Lori's day on their social media team. Um, so it is it is what it is. But, th- you know, thanks to Maryland for being good, good sports um, and, and helping us out. And, you know, one of the ways to start a rivalry is, to, I guess, to be nice to each other. So maybe that'll start happening. Who knows? And next time you're in the area, you're probably going to stop at the Maryland Dairy. Why not? Why not? All right, so the season is over, but we do have the postseason looming. I don't know if we want to break there or not. Um, Why not? We'll play a song. We'll, play, we'll figure out something. I something guess. about bowls. Something about bowling. Maybe Red Panda music. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> that could be good. It's sad. Like, if you had to describe... Red Panda is such a visual experience, it's tough on the medium of a podcast to explain Red Panda. Like, how how would you explain it to someone who's never seen it and you can't show it to them? Imagine a small woman on top of a very large <laughs> unicycle. And she's not going anywhere. She's just kind of stationary, forward, backward, forward, back. And she has all these bowls and she's stacking them on her body and on her head and just high to the sky. And then she flips them onto each other and she never drops them. So when you say high in the sky, we're talking 20, 25 feet high, right? Oh, yeah. Easily. Way up there, like higher than the heights of the top of the basketball hoops. Which is where she performs. And then she's kicking them onto her head. (laughs) It's unlike anything you've ever seen. And I don't know how she doesn't drop them. Red Panda. Well, I'm glad she's getting big because there's got to be something better than performing at Penn State halftime (laughs) games. So, all right. But bowling season is upon us. We have championship week on Saturday, uh, which we'll be sitting out of. Some good games for sure. Uh, But then we go into the bowl season. Colin Cowherd on his show last year did a fun thing where his staff made up (laughs) bowl game names and he had to decide which ones were real, which ones were (laughs) fake. There are some really odd bowl games out there. Thankfully for Penn State, looks like we'll be at one of the big 
brand, big establishment bowl games that they call the New Year's Six, which will be fun. Tim, are you looking forward to bowl season? I am looking forward to bowl season. I, I really don't look forward to the bowl games you can't name. Uh, maybe the Foster Farms Bowl. The Zaxby's or... Heart of Dallas Bowl. Oh, the Zach. Now, Zaxby's. I will endorse Zaxby's <laughs> if you ever have the chance. It's not bad. Mostly a Southern thing uh, that we get down here in the South. But I'm looking forward to it. I think there are going to be a lot of good matchups. You know, This year, we have a lot of teams that are, I would say, really good. And maybe you don't know exactly who the best team is, but it hopefully makes for some really good matchups. You have probably 10 to 12 teams that all are big name schools in general, and they're all pretty good. Um, and they're all going to match up against each other in the Cotton, the Fiesta, the Peach, uh, the Orange. And those are probably the ones that I just named. Cotton, Fiesta, Peach, Orange are the ones that Penn State has a shot to get in. It'll be one of those four for us. And where would you most like to go? If one for you as a fan, and two like for Penn State, does it really matter? Is is one better than the other? So just looking at these, Steve, you know, we went to the Orange Bowl back in 2005. I guess that's the last time that we did. Um, we haven't ever gone to the Cotton Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, or the Peach Bowl in recent memory. Uh, I would love to go to the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona. I don't know if that's very likely for us. And there's a strong history of, with Penn State there. Penn State's played in a lot of great Fiesta Bowl games. Absolutely. I'd love to go to the Fiesta. Uh, the Cotton Bowl would be cool mostly for the sake of seeing Jerry World. Um, and the Peach, I mean, that's going to be in the new stadium in Atlanta, too. I don't get that excited about going to Atlanta, but I think that that would be really cool. So for me, I hope it's the Fiesta. If it's not, I'd be happy with the Cotton or the Peach. Well, if it's Atlanta, we'll have to do a whole segment on the Jimmy Carter Presidential Library, which I have visited and I can tell you all about and how sad it is compared to every other presidential library. But (laughs) we can save that for the for the time being. Just just picture a, a consumer type swimming pool in the front, something that someone would have in their house with one of those little turtle looking vacuum things on the bottom. It's not very professional. Wow. I look forward to that. I hope we're there. Which one do you want to go to, Steve? Um, yeah, to me, Fiesta stands out because because it's been so long since we've been there. Uh, like, I think that would be a lot of fun. But I don't know. To me, I care more about the opponent, right, than the, than the location because I would hate to be in a situation where we're playing a UCF. No offense, UCF, great team. Uh, and we did play them and lose to them recently, but um, but you'd much rather play a traditional power, and ideally a power that we haven't had the chance to play. I I have been looking forward to the opportunity to play an Oklahoma type team. I think if they lose, uh, that's possible, but I, I don't think that they'll lose. You know, Georgia, we had the chance to play uh, a few years ago in that bowl game, um, that, and and we lost to them. But you know, an, an Auburn team—if they lose—that that that would be—they would be fun to play. Who who would you most want to play? And and I don't know, what, Tim. For you, is is it about a team that you would want to beat? Is it about playing a traditional power because it'd be fun to see them? Like, who do you most want to see? That's really tough. It's it's hard because you don't want to lose, but you also want the opportunity to play in that big game and you know i've seen this projected i think bleacher report has this on the, no one knows who we're gonna play but it's a possibility we could play alabama 
that's a possibility that could happen. And I think you have big concerns about like our offensive line. Like, holy The last cow. time we played Alabama, we took three timeouts on the first drive. <laughs> <laughs> With Ralph, Ralph Bolden. Bolden. <laughs> oh, man. But if we play them, you have the high-powered Penn State offense against the vaunted Alabama defense. I don't know. That could be fun. I'd also like to play Oklahoma or Miami or Clemson even. I think those would be fun schools that we could play that we haven't played in a really long time. Um, If we do manage to play Oklahoma, just personally, I'll have a little fun with that. Those are the two biggest meteorology schools in the country which I went to school for meteorology, Penn State and Oklahoma. That'd be a little fun subplot for, is, for me is and Miami my, my third? Is Miami's in, the, in, the, in there or no? They're there too, absolutely. Yeah. Miami's another big meteorology school, more for hurricanes and Oklahoma more for tornadoes and Penn State really not for any kind of weather. Just We just have a lot just of weather, Just because folks. of John Neese. Our, <laughs> we have a lot of clouds. John Neese, of course, your predecessor on this show. I really think this is a good team. I think what we saw the last few weeks, again, against miserable opponents, but we saw a really good team that I think is going to be really prepared. I think we can beat anyone um, that we match up against because I think we really could beat anyone in the country on the right, you know, on the right day. Like, I think we're that good um, to, to be competitive against anybody. And so I'm not so worried. Some years, I know what you mean. You're like, oh, no, we match up like... I'm not so worried about any specific opponent. I think we can match up against anyone. Um, so I guess maybe what I'm most interested in too is who will be the team that will be most fun to profile on this podcast because we'll get to do the podcast and the town or the, the fight song and the town and all that stuff. Uh, are there fight songs out of any of these teams that are most interesting? I love two of them. I love the Oklahoma fight song because it only has three words in the, as boomer, so boomer sooner, sooner and what Oklahoma. Oh, <laughs> verse one, boomer sooner, boomer sooner, boomer sooner on repeat. Boomer verse sooner, two, boomer sooner. Verse two is Oklahoma, 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 Oklahoma. <laughs> and then they finish it with OKU. <laughs> So that's one, Oklahoma, and also Clemson just has a great fight song. Uh, Google Tiger Rag, that's the Clemson fight song. Um, it's really jazzy, really, really fast, and just really, really different. A lot of energy. So you're Clemson, not Clemson. I say Clemson, yeah. You say Clemson. I think maybe that's more common in the South, and maybe... It might be. North- I work with a lot of Clemson fans. Clemson. So they, they say Clemson, but maybe other people say Clemson. I think so. I'll have to ask them. In general, bowl season is just a fun time. I think maybe my favorite song of bowl season is when ESPN used to do the mashup of the they do the Capital One Bowl Week, which lasts for like four weeks. Bowl season is just fun. I'll watch Mac games. I'll watch whatever games if if you're on and it's it's on in your home and you're in the right place. It's like. Oh, it's the end of college football season because honestly, you look forward to college football season all year long and then it's over in a flash and then you're waiting again for months and months for it to start again. So bowl season is that fun time where you get the chance to relish in the pastime um, for 
a few hours before it's over. Should be good. And the good thing is, no matter where we go, we're going to be in a good game, most likely against a good traditional power. Okay, so now we're really at the end of the season, or the end of the regular season. Let's talk a little bit about the season that was. And continues to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but the season is over. Yeah, so the season is over. Ten and two. Maybe the most what if, woulda, coulda, shoulda, ten and two uh, for Penn State in a long time. Of course, they used to have very high expectations in the 80s and 90s. But since then, 10-2 is a really good year for Penn State. And I think this one probably falls a little short of what we wanted. It doesn't feel quite so good. But do you grade this year as a success nonetheless? Well, last year's 10-2 and two was euphoric, right? Um, and 11-2 and two before the bowl game uh, because it was it was on this huge upward trajectory, Right. This year feels like we continued to ride that wave and then kind of flatlined. And then, you know, even these last three wins, okay, it's great, but it doesn't necessarily give you the sense that there's a surge of momentum of any kind going into the bowl game. It's kind of like, okay, we're just kind of flat at this. So I think for a lot of people, um, it's a definitely a disappointing 10-2. and two. Hey, it, it's great. You know, yes, all those caveats of it's great to be 10-2. and two, You can't be disappointed. We're going to a bowl game, all that. But um, but to me, uh, it's still a disappointing 10 and 2 because of what could have been. You know, I think we would be sitting very likely in the top four right now um, with without one of those two losses. Um, and so it, you can't help but kind of kick yourself along those lines. There's a lot of questions about what we're going to look like next year, which, you know, we'll talk about in, in next week's podcast. But to me... I don't know that you can call this season a success per se. I think you have to say, yes, it was very good, um, but it fell short of, of where it could have been. I don't think it's a success either. I don't know if I would call it a failure, but it, it's certainly a missed opportunity. That the, the way that the talent shaped up for us this year and just the, the pedigree that we had coming off of last year. You know, you had that preseason ranking early on, which puts extra expectation on you, but it also positions you very well to be high in the polls no matter what, as long as you win your games. So we really had those opportunities there and to lose those two games by four points combined really does just kind of linger for quite a while. And, and, you know, if you're a Saquon Barkley, you know, it's going to linger with you forever. Um, woulda, coulda, shoulda, what might have been with this year. And, and that's kind of the the mantra. I don't know how much it'll linger with Saquon Barkley when he's out winning Super Bowls, probably for the other guys who who go to work at, you know, Lockheed Martin as a as an analyst and sitting at their cubicle. They'll be thinking about it more often than him. But That's a fair point. Um, but yeah, anyway, 
it is what it is, 10 and 2. We thought, why not let's actually let's look back on the season. We're going to pull up the Penn State football schedule in front of us. Let's go down all 12 games and let's give a one-word summary, one-word reaction to each game. All right, so the first game is Akron. Boring. Boring. Yeah, I like boring. Pitt. Akron. Akron. <laughs> <laughs> Akron. Week three, Georgia State. Who? Iowa. Um, lucky. Scary. Lucky. Scary. Yeah. Indiana. Hoosier. <laughs> Hoosier. <laughs> uh, worthless. Uh, Northwestern. Pizza. <laughs> Michigan. Big. Highlight. Fun. Highlight. Highlight. Ohio State. Sad. Haunting. Michigan State. Sadder. Man. Disappointing. Mm. Rutger. Fun. <laughs> Silly. Uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Runza. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Runza. 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 Maryland. Maryland. Nice. Turpin. <laughs> Turpin. Well, there you go. There's the season. You know... I think that Dr. Bundy and Dr. Nice used to do that every year to end the football season. Every so year. We wanted to make sure to pick that back up. It um, is fun to go back through the schedule, though. You think about like that Michigan game where we were just maybe peak excitement, euphoric, holy cow, we're not just really good, but we're really, really good. And that that was the peak of the year for me. Yeah. Uh, so what about, you know – some superlatives. Best game to watch. I think I, you, I, I, I think you got to go. If it's exciting, you go with the Iowa game. Holy. I mean, one of the most exciting finishes we've ever had. Well, Michigan um, overall was maybe more exciting because that was just fun. You're happy. You're jolly. Iowa, you're nervous the whole game because it was close the whole game. And especially at the end, heart attack nervous. Um but th- but that is exciting, obviously too. Uh, the Michigan game was so much fun to watch. Ohio State was fun to watch for the first three quarters. It was, and nervous the whole time. Nervous uh, the whole time, and just devastating at the end. Michigan State ruined the whole day. <laughs> took the whole day, and that really was just a gut punch. And you almost had a sense of doom with that game. Like they're not playing well. They're not playing where they want to be. And we kind of have seen this before. All right, let's stop talking about this. This is depressing. I don't want to keep talking about this. (laughs) So that brings us to our last segment, always our favorite segment. Uh, We we would love to to just send one final big shout out to Citizens Bank. We're so thankful for Citizens Bank being such a great sponsor for us. So we reviewed the buttons each week as they went. Um, But what, you know, as we look back on the season – which was the best button of the season? I'll go first. I really like a button we didn't get a chance to review. 
because it was Iowa. The button was Hawkward. <laughs> That's it. Hawkward. What more do you need? Hawkward. Ha- yeah. Hawkward is really good. I guess I'll go with Knights Get Lanced a lot because that's a good one and the rest are kind of whatever. I might pick Hawkward as well, but to choose something different, I'll pick the Rutger button. Knights Get Lanced a lot. I think those are the top two. We'll see what the Citizens Bank creative team has going for them for the bowl game. Now, usually, is is it is it always the case that the bowl game button is a different color, Steve? It's, it's usually white. white. It is. It's a stand out from the crowd. So we'll have a white button coming our way. Something about maybe Auburn, Clemson, Georgia, Miami, Oklahoma, Alabama. Who knows? Lots of possibilities. And we'll know next Sunday, I believe, is the selection show. They make a big spectacle of it. Um, but just a couple short days, we'll be able to finally start to know where we are going and maybe you want to book a trip. Maybe you don't. We'll find that out too. So selection Sunday coming up this weekend, we'll know where Penn state is headed. Uh, you will find our podcast again next week where we'll talk about our upcoming opponent for the bowl game. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about maybe looking forward to next season, a few other things. So, uh, your regularly scheduled timing sometime, uh, next week for the podcast, then we'll have a few weeks off, um, and you'll you'll probably not hear us again until after the game. Who knows? We'll see what happens on that, but probably take a couple weeks off. You'll hear us again after the game, and uh, and we'll go from there. So go state beat bowl game. So go state <laughs> beat bowl selection show opponents, and uh, and stay classy, Penn State fans. And thanks for stopping by. But mostly stay classy. Beat bowl game, well, stay. Stay classy. <laughs>